Don't be ashamed to learn things that you need to know. Here's Sexplanations with Dr. Doe. Sexplanations podcast, episode 89, maybe. We're not sure because it's about blowjobs in the dungeon, which we created on the Sexplanations YouTube channel to celebrate the 100th episode of the video show. But, you know, whatever. Numbers, it's all good. I think that... Some of the episodes of this Explanations podcast has been, have been removed because they were maybe live streams or um, less con- consequential. We're going in chronological order. So onward. Hi, I'm here with Ashley. Hi, Ashley. Hi, Lindsay. Thanks for coming. You're welcome. Happy to be here. It's a big deal because I wanted you to be on the podcast like, early on and there was some hesitancy. And then I said, hey, what if we talk about uh, Harry Potter? Yes, I was very nervous to be on this podcast. Podcast, you asked me a bunch of times, but I could talk about Harry Potter yeah. forever. <laughs> and I was looking for a Harry Potter expert who, one, had not already been on the show, and two, was familiar with explanations. And you are the one. Yes, I am the intersection of those two things. <laughs> Uh, can you kind of prove yourself to my audience who are probably major fans of Harry Potter? Like yes. Why would are you capable of taking this on? Well, I'll do my best to prove my credentials. So I have been reading Harry Potter since I was 11. I got the first book. Harry was 11. That's the time he starts Hogwarts. Mm. And so I grew up reading those books. I went to the midnight release parties of the last three. And the seventh one, Deathly Hollows. I stayed up all night reading before I had to go to work the next day because I couldn't stand not knowing what had happened. And what else? I am a Hufflepuff with Ravenclaw rising. It's what I like to say. Ravenclaw on the outside, (laughs) Hufflepuff on the inside. And I don't know. Is that enough? Yeah. I mean, (laughs) I don't know uh, that I am enough of an expert. I'm not an expert at all. I could not tell you whether or not you are qualified to do this, but I can say that I trust you to do it. Do you know what blowjobs in the dungeon has to do with Harry Potter? Yes. Okay. But first, you were asking me what house you were in. And now I want to know. So do you know what house I am in? I do not know. I am in... Well, no, I want you to guess. Okay. I'm going to say Ravenclaw. No. No. Gryffindor? Yes. Okay. I should have thought about that a little bit more. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, that's... You're good. Um, I like the compliment of being placed in Ravenclaw. Although I think that Hufflepuff is certainly the way to go. Yeah, it took me a while to come to terms with the fact that that was my house because really? I think Hufflepuffs get kind of a bad rap. Like they're kind of owners. <laughs> no, they're just like you know, they're just they're loyal friends and they're good listeners and they're um, they're into herbology. <laughs> sounds you know? terrible! Oh my god! Oh my god! It sounds great. And also, their uh, common room is down by the kitchens. In Hogwarts. Yeah, and that's my jam. I definitely want to be by the kitchens because what if I need a snack in the middle of the night? Oh, see, that makes me like Hufflepuffs even more. I just think that if the world was any of them, right? If like everybody was a kind, then it would probably be the best world if everybody were Hufflepuffs. 
Yeah, I agree with that. I think I also support diversity. I also support diversity, though. So having the four and more would um, make the nicest world, probably. Yeah, and I mean, if you really get down into it, separating the entire world into just four types of people is probably not. It's a little reductive, <laughs> maybe, but. Uh, yeah, we work with what we have yes. in the Harry Potter universe. Okay, so I have I want to I want to just ask you Harry Potter questions, but I know part of this is talking about blowjobs in the dungeon. So yes. we'll just go in and out. Um, first, I want to give a shout out to the patreon.com slash sexplanations podcast supporters, specifically our bosses, Ben Trammell, Zipwa, Donna Flint, and the Millers who make this show possible. And I have a question specifically. Like We've done some questions, but this question in particular is for you. Okay. Okay. In their honor. Okay. Dr. Doe is holding testes. She's holding testes. So, what professor, which professor do you think would teach human sexuality at Hogwarts? Mm. Or does? Maybe they do and we just don't know about it. Yeah, that's a good question. I don't know the answer to that. I want to say... Who do you want it to be? I want it to be Professor McGonagall. (laughs) What? (laughs) I just really think she is at this interesting intersection of kind of like seems really strict and no nonsense. Mm -hmm. So she would give you all the information that you need, but she would also be maybe, I don't know, she has kind of a soft side to her that I think doesn't often come out like you have to read a little bit more closely but I think she would be pretty accepting like a more of a safe space than people would think Mm. but I'm gonna think about this okay (laughs) you can interject at any time with your epiphany on who should teach human sexuality okay right now it's professor McGonagall yes um all right that's just who I would want to see teach it I think yeah she would do a good job yeah okay yeah, that's fine. I think I've actually asked the internet this, and they've answered with a bunch of uh, reasons, good reasons, maybe. Well, who did they say? Oh, no, no, no. I asked the internet who, which house they thought was the most environmentally friendly. Oh, okay. But I haven't asked the internet which house is the most sexually healthy. Should we do that? Yeah. Let's do it. I think you should do it, and I think the answer in both cases would be helpful. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I love it. So Eva Bloom, I don't know if you're familiar with her, but she does um, a YouTube channel called What's My Body Doing? Okay. And she also does workshops in Toronto where she's based called, I think it's called How to Fuck Like a Hufflepuff. (laughs) It's brilliant, right? Right? Yeah. I'm going to look her up immediately when I get home. Which, do I have to say Hogwarts house or could I just say house? Which house is the most sex educated? I think you would have to say Hogwarts house. Okay, which Hogwarts house? Hogwarts house. Why isn't it autocorrecting me? Don't we don't we know Hogwarts house? Is I it mean, they word? should. Oh goodness. Okay, H O G W A R T apostrophe S. No apostrophe. Oh goodness, you are legit. And then I do capital H house. Sure. Sure. Why not? Okay. Options. Do you think it matters which one goes first? No. You don't think people will be offended? They'll be like, uh. Okay, you can help me with spelling. First, we're going to do Hufflepuff. Oh, that shows up automatically. <laughs> Gryffindor, does that show up? Yes. G-R-Y-F-F-I-N-D-O-R? Yes. Then Slytherin. 
Yes. It's not coming up. Slith. S-L-Y-T-H-E-R-I-N. There we go. Okay. And Ravenclaw. Ravenclaw. Come on. Give it to me. Oh, it made me spell the whole thing. All right. Do you want to look at it? Here we go. Yes. This is live. We're doing this live. Ready? Tweet. Live tweeting. Live tweeting. (laughs) Let's answer the question. Ooh. And we should also ask... Um... Which professor do you think should teach human sexuality at Hogwarts? Question mark. Are you going to type that? No? Which (laughs) professor do you think should teach? Oh, it just doesn't want to do it. All right, fine. Okay, so you're working on your answer there, but so far we have Professor McGonagall. Great. Yes. All right, so now to BJ's blowjobs in the dungeon. Yes. We talked a little bit about this while we were shopping the other day. And I said, here's the deal. In the credits of the movie with Marauder's map. Yes. There are these footprints in one of the cylindrical parts of the the tower, right? Mm -hmm. What are they called? What are the cylindrical parts called? Of the tower? Mm -hmm. I don't know, but I thought, wasn't it in the dungeon that the footprints are? Isn't that why it's called Blowjobs in the Dungeon? I think, well, so what happened is that it turned into a Reddit post. Okay, so anyway, there are these cylindrical parts. We'll put them in the dungeon. It doesn't matter where they are. Okay. It should have been called blowjobs at Hogwarts, and then it would have had even more success. We're going to change the thumbnail and the title. Here we go. So these footprints on the Marauders map are in a part of the building. Yes. And they're facing each other, like, toe to toe, and then they're moving back and forth, like wobbling, like there is action going on. And so somebody takes a gif or jif, depending on how you pronounce this, of this scene and puts, what the fuck? Blowjobs in the dungeon? Question mark, exclamation point, also known as Interrobang. And then this goes around the internet for a while. And Hank Green, who I was working with at the time, who is, you know, really lovely and educated, Maybe one of the smartest people I've ever met in my entire life. He goes, uh, maybe you've never experienced a blowjob before because that's not how they work. Something along those lines, right? And I was like, oh, challenge accepted. And so I made this video to celebrate 100 episodes to, uh, you know, show off the fact that there are, I think we found 30 different ways to have your feet in those positions and give or receive a blowjob. Yes, I rewatched the video after we talked about it and you found an impressive number of positions. They're so good. They're so good. I was really impressed. And also, I uh, rewatched the credits <laughs> of Prisoner of Azkaban. That's what it's from. Okay. That's what it's from. That's the first time you see the Marauders map. Uh, and so the credits are at the end of that movie. And I looked at the footprints and it could also be that they're kissing. Yeah. Yeah. But Reddit wants them to be <laughs> oral Reddit. sex. Of course, Reddit wants to, to be oral sex. And you did a good job of showing that it could be oral sex. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it's definitely kissing. But I am also happy to prove that there are many positions out there to perform oral sex, specifically a blowjob, because they were calling it a blowjob, that involve feet being very close in proximity. Yeah. And I think that's a good point. But I also encourage people to expand their idea of the students at Hogwarts. Like, it doesn't have to be 
a hetero relationship, <laughs> there could be two ladies down there, two non-binary people. Like, well, you can we get a blowjob from a guy. You could get a blowjob from a guy, and like, a, and a a trans woman could get a blowjob from. So you know, there's a lot of things. There's a lot of things that could be happening in that corner, and it's also it's very interesting because on the Marauders map, the way that it is in the books and in the movies, but not in the credits, is that every set of footprints on the Marauders map has a name attached to it. Like it's not just footprints so you can see where people are. The map tells you who those people are. So why didn't it do that in the credits? I mean, they probably just didn't want to make things more complicated just for the credits. But I think it's interesting to think like if you were looking at that Marauders map for real, you would know exactly who was down there making out. You would know everyone's secrets. Do you know who it was? Do you have a guess who it was? No, I don't think there's anything to support like naming them. So all you could do is just plug in names of couples that you know from Hogwarts, like Percy Weasley and Penelope Clearwater or something like that. Are you upsetting the internet right now by saying no, that? No, I don't think so. I mean, that's a well-known couple. I purposely didn't say any of the major couples because I don't want to upset anyone. Hmm. All right. So I'm going to own my relationship to Harry Potter, which is that I read books one through four. That's it. And I have watched maybe movies one through six, one, maybe one through six. That's it. And then you didn't finish it. Correct. The series. Correct. This is an oral show, but Ashley's eyes are very large and... He looks disturbed. Are you just, you didn't want to know what happened or you were fine not knowing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that because of culture, yeah, I have some ideas about what happened. Yeah. Like always. And I really like things in small doses. Okay. And like it was I'm just a, like a huge over thing. a novel kind of reader. Gotcha. Yes, I have been in a book club with you. That <laughs> <laughs> it was hard. No, it was, but it was very informative. Yeah, because uh, you are, you're a deep reader. You did all the Harry Potters. I did books one through four in one sitting, if that helps to know. Okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, do you have a favorite out of the books that you read? You don't it was remember. like 20 years ago. Okay. Goblet of Fire is my favorite, just for the record. <laughs> Okay, good. (laughs) Now the internet is pleased. Or they're incensed. Okay. As the internet will do one or the other. (laughs) Yes, that's so true. Oh my gosh. All right, so then can the reason why I'm telling you this is because I'm wondering if you can tell me about the sexuality of the the whole wizard world as presented by the books and movies as presented by the books and movies it's there's not a lot of diversity in uh the harry potter universe you mean like sexual orientation and gender diversity yes or you mean behaviors or expressions beyond that i would (laughs) i would say there's basically no diversity in terms of sexual orientation uh the author jk rowling has come out after the fact to say that she did intend some characters to come across as gay but to me that's not quite the same thing as weaving that into your universe at the time and it's also not diversity (laughs) (laughs) to have some characters be gay does not include the the whole spectrum no uh it is in general like a pretty 
white, pretty, heteronormative, pretty, like, non-diverse universe. And I say this as someone who loves Harry Potter so Mm -hmm, much. mm -hmm. Yeah. But uh, I wouldn't... And in the movies, it's the same. Uh, In the movies, they're pretty famous for... There's a character in the book, Lavender, who is actually uh, Black. And in the movie, she was Black in the first few movies. And then the second that she becomes more... (laughs) prevalent in the film she has a bigger role she switched to a white actress no 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 that is <laughs> that, not a thing that is not and it was not okay no what yeah how is that a, what yeah i don't even it understand happens. i know i don't understand i mean okay you have the three main actors you have like the 10 main actors they're all the same i don't understand why would you change yeah. the actor and then this actor she was kind of like she's not in the like main cast but she was kind of on the periphery, you know? And then as soon as one of the main characters kind of has more of a relationship with her, she switched to a white actress. No. I I know. Yes, you should be enraged, as should we all. We should demand better. Why didn't everybody just give up then? Uh, Because too into it now, I guess. Okay, so... And also, the movies came out quite a few years ago now. So I feel like we probably would demand better or I would like to think that we would demand better we now. Would. I believe in us. So another thing I tweeted, because I it sounds like I really only tweet polls <laughs> about Harry Potter. So I have this belief that the person who is going to play Harry Potter in the next round of them, you know how we remake movies? Yeah. Ghostbusters. Do you think and, they're going to remake Harry Potter? Oh, I know they're going to remake Harry Potter. <laughs> And I believe that the person who is going to play Harry Potter in the next run is alive. Right now. Right now. In fact, I think he is four years old. Okay. So I did a poll on Twitter asking people if if they thought that he was even alive. Maybe it's not a he. Maybe maybe there's like a revamp of, of Hogwarts and... Harry Potter and that whole world in the future. But I'm going to use he, that he is either not alive. He is, I think, zero to two or four to eight or eight to 10 or 11 or something, right? Because it starts off with him being 11. Yes. Yes. And most people, I think, said that they didn't think he was alive yet. Yeah, that's really interesting. It's really hard to imagine anyone else playing Harry Potter because I think just my generation and other generations have grown up with those movies and books, but I would be actually very interested to see a remake of Harry Potter if they did just like way more diversity and made it more like an actual school (laughs) that someone goes to, you know? Yes. And I'm also doing calculations in my head because so Batman is what I use to get some of my averages of how often movies get remade. Mm -hmm. And then you have to figure that it's a little bit different because there were so many movies that you have to really wait until time has passed on the last one before you can restart the first one. Otherwise, we would have already restarted. Okay. And then there's this thing about parenting where when we become parents and our kids are the ages of when we saw something, there's nostalgia for it. And so they will often revamp to get the parents to take their kids to make the money, right? Yes. Okay. So if you are of the cohort, age 11, when you start reading. Yes. And how old are you now? 32. 32. It's possible for you to have an 11 year old. It is possible. Yeah. And um, I do have at least one friend who has an 11 year old right now and she's my age. So it could start at any time based on your theory. Let's say you start later though. Okay. Procreating. Mm -hmm. You start at like what age 12? 
27. Okay. You're, you're partially Ravenclaw, some Hufflepuff. You like maybe want to be a nurturer and make smart decisions about it. So whatever that means, I feel very judgmental in this moment. Mix everything that I said. Anyway, you wait until 27 and then you have a baby. So how old is your kid now? You're five. Your kid is five. Yeah. So that means that Harry Potter very well could be four if we want to have the movies come out right around when your kid is 11. Yeah. I mean, that's assuming that they would have the actor that plays the kid be 11 when they started. How old was Daniel? I don't think he was 11. You think he was older? I think he was maybe a little older. They usually do that. Was anybody their age? I don't know. I don't know quite as much about the movies as I do about the books. That's okay. You're you're the fiction expert. Yes. I'm much more of a reader. Not the casting expert. Yes. Excellent. Okay. But I'm saying this is totally possible. (laughs) Okay. You're right. It is possible. Because your kid is 11. I mean, people have kids way before age 27. Yeah. We're looking for like an average here. Yeah. It's true. Yep. It's coming. (laughs) It's coming. It's going to be more diverse. And hopefully there is going to be a sex education scene. We can only hope. And (laughs) some making out in the dungeon. Yeah. 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 We will. I mean, even if there isn't making out, it would be just fun if people put the names. You just put the names on the map. Yeah. And then have them be characters that are uh, more sexually diverse. Yeah. I think we deserve that. (laughs) I love this plan. It's so great. Oh, goodness. Okay. Anything else I should know about Harry Potter and sexuality? Hmm. Yeah, I don't think so. He hooks up. They all, the, the three main ones all end up with romances. Yes. Yes. They're not spoilers at this point. Everybody's got to No, know. no, they shouldn't be spoilers. Everyone. Okay. So Hermione and Ron. Hermione and Ron. Are they sexually active? There's no indication of that, but there is an epilogue at the end when you find out that they have a few children. So (laughs) That's awesome. So those children had to come from somewhere. Well, who knows how wizards and witches reproduce? Do we know? No, we don't know, but I would like to. I with a uh, magic wand. I have had, <laughs> had conversations about this with people before who are also into Harry Potter about whether they're uh, spells and potions, like specifically for sex. Uh-huh. And we reason that there have to be because there seem to be spells for basically anything. But we had a lot of fun trying to come up with like what those spells would be. Oh my gosh! Can we write a book, please? First, you have to finish reading them. (laughs) Then I will consider. If you will help me write a book about sexual spells, then I will read the last three books. But I think actually at this point, I have to reread the first four. Okay, well then. I need like a child that I can read to. Somebody love me your child so I can read them the Harry Potter. Or maybe you could listen to the audiobooks. Would that be better? No, I have a hard time. Okay. With just, this is why I love YouTube as a platform so much because it appeals to my learning style. Short. Short. Short and visual. Yeah. Entertaining, fast cuts, personality-based. I, I just love it. Podcasts, I do this one. They're really hard for me to listen to. Audiobooks, same thing. Okay. So you need to find a child. <laughs> <laughs> that or I wonder if it's it's got to be legal to read a book on YouTube, right? 
Yeah, I don't know about that. You would know more about the licensing laws when All it comes I can to think that. Of is um, hysterical literature. Are you familiar with that? No. Oh my gosh, this is amazing. So imagine that I'm sitting at this table. Okay. And you, so the video camera is kind of like where you are. And mm-hmm. so all you see is the table and then me. And then on the table, there's a book. And below the table, somebody is going down on me, fingering me, whatever. And I have to try and read this book that's in front of me without, well, not without losing my shit. Because, like, the point is for me to orgasm while I'm reading, but to, like, show it while I'm reading. Lindsay, is this a YouTube channel? Yes, it is. What? My partner showed it to me, and the the one that we watched was Stoya, who is, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with her, but essentially really smart and talented and beautiful and funny, and when she orgasms, she smiles, so that's lovely, and she reads this book better than I can read, like, without having stimulation. Maybe I would be a better reader if I was being stimulated. So she's reading the book out loud. Yes. Okay. And then whatever's happening to her Uh or to whoever's reading the book, you can't see it. Right. It's under the table. You just know it's happening. Yes. That is fascinating. And it's a really difficult book to read. The words are complicated. The sentences are long. And she does it perfectly. And it's one cut. And then she orgasms and smiles. Maybe instead of reading the books while that's happening, you should read some Harry Potter fan fiction. <laughs> Are you going to count that? Is that going to work toward me getting my No, it's not, but I just think it would be really interesting. Yes. I think I mean, it would scratch an itch for a lot of people. <laughs> for me to read a Harry Potter fanfic? Yeah. I mean, any fanfic. Yeah. Yeah. There's got to be Lindsay Doe fanfic. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. I should do that. I should read my own. Yeah. Read your own fanfiction while getting off. <laughs> <laughs> that actually sounds like one of the most Lindsay Doe things I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Very meta. Um, so that reminds me that earlier today, to just like get in the spirit of things, I was watching a video of Anthony from Queer Eye. Okay. Reading thirst tweets. Do you know what thirst tweets are? Yeah. Like he was reading the ones about him. Like reading about people lusting after him, basically. Yes. yes. That is, well, I'll have to look that up because I love Queer Eye. <sighs> Anthony. <laughs> Because he looks like a younger Christian Bale, who was my first um, sexually rousing stimulus. Christian Bale was your first? Yes. Was it? Newsies. Yes. Yes. He, uh, he and Wesley from Princess Bride were my two tied at the same time. Wesley? Yeah. I mean, I shouldn't yuck your yum. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> what? Specifically, I just want to clarify Wesley, not farm boy Wesley, but masked Wesley. <gasps> now Lindsay's eyes just got very wide. <laughs> I feel like I just learned something about you. Yes, I think uh, I think you did. And uh, yeah, so Wesley, Mass Wesley, and then Christian Bale from the Newsies. Do you have a thing for mouths? You know, I might. I never thought about it that way before, but that would be a good explanation for that. Yeah. I think it was also a little bit the mystery Mm. and a little bit how tortured he was. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Christian Bale, my first. Newsies. I don't really remember any others. Mary. mm, What's her name? Mary? Is it Mary? From, um, 
with age, the mind slows down for me. There's a fox and there's a bear and there's a Robin Hood. Robin yeah, Robin Hood. Hood. <laughs> you got there. Okay. <laughs> the Are you talking one. about Marion? Yeah. Maid Marion. Yeah. I think Robin Hood, the fox. Yeah. The fox in that is actually pretty foxy, let's say. <laughs> You're, the Robin Hood fox? Yeah, the Robin Hood fox. I was into the Maid Marion Yeah, you fox. were into Marion. Yeah. That's fine. <laughs> Human sexuality is a rich, rich tapestry, Lindsay. It is. I'm trying to think of other young ones. I remember that there was a magazine from my childhood, I think around age, I don't know, whatever you are in seventh grade, 12. And I cut out this one page because it was a woman that I could not stop looking at. And she was just selling clothes or something. But I just thought that she was the most astounding being I'd ever seen. And I don't People, people I know who talk about questioning their sexual orientation will often say, I don't know if it's because I wanted to be her or because I wanted to be with her. Okay. So I don't know to this day, but I was very taken by this person. And it was just this magazine. This magazine clipping. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm trying to think if I have anything like that. Yeah. And you know, just to bring it back to Harry Potter for a second, I know a lot of people experience those moments with characters from Harry Potter with books of their movies and I never did I never I get crushes very easily both in real life and on book characters and I never had a crush on any of the characters from Harry Potter what do you think that's from I'm not sure the only one that I sort of had a crush on was Ron because Yeah. yeah he yeah, he's kind of a jerk sometimes, but he's also unexpectedly sweet. Am I thinking of the right character, Sirius Black? Yes, he is a character. I don't know if you're thinking of the right one. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> no, no, no. But he's uh, Harry's uncle. Yes, and he's his godfather. A stunning, beautiful man who's been in a lot of movies. Are you talking about? So you're talking about the movies. You're talking about Gary Oldman. Yes, yes. I'm talking about Gary Oldman. To your Harry Potter crush. I mean, if there was going to be one, but I was older than a lot of the characters. Yeah. I was in college when That's I was true. reading them. So it makes sense that you would go after yeah. one of the older ones. Yeah. I had a friend in college. She was completely in love with Alan Rickman's Snape. Really? It was like to a maybe unhealthy degree because she had a giant poster of him on her dorm room wall. Uh-huh. And she would kiss that poster goodnight. <laughs> Every night of our freshman year of college. And she just, yeah, lit up Aww. when he came on screen. Thank goodness we all like different things. I Otherwise, know. Can you imagine if everybody it would be was so into boring? Ron? Oh, yeah. man. It would be so boring. We would never be able to have a conversation about it no. or tease each other. Exactly. Tease each other very good naturedly <laughs> about Snape. their creepy obsession with Snape. <laughs> Wow. Snape. It was, yeah, it was specifically Alan Rickman, I think, but definitely his portrayal of Snape and his... I mean, I do, yeah. He's... I found a fondness for him in Dogma. Oh, I've never seen that movie. (gasps) Really? Really. (sighs) Please watch it. Okay. Is it scary? Um, no. Okay. No, not at all. Intense. Uh, it will scratch your brain so well. Okay. (laughs) You know, this is how I imagine you experience a book. You open it and you keep reading and you love it and you're going in all these different directions and it's creating this whole world. 
Okay. And having you think in new ways. That's how I imagine a book works. (laughs) And in this movie, it's done so well. It makes you think about everything um, you thought you knew about religion, Christianity specifically. Okay. The afterlife, um, film, script writing, age. I don't know. It's very powerful. All right. You've convinced me. I'll watch it. Selma Hayek is in it. Okay. And um, it's a Jay and Silent Bob movie. Okay. Are you familiar with them? I am familiar with them, but I haven't watched a lot of their movies. Okay. But I'll check it out. It's very, very good. Okay. Okay. And Alan Rickman plays an angel. Yes. Okay. I think that's his title. There's some nuance to it. Maybe he says he's not like a blank, blank angel. He's a something. Oh, he's the voice of God. Oh, okay. (laughs) Because... That is a little different. If we were to hear God's voice, we would die, I think is how he puts some some elaboration of that. Okay. So he serves as the voice, the in-between. Okay. It's really good. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'll check it out. Wow, we are just creating homework for each other. Yes. Because <laughs> I am envisioning this sexual spell book, and it's going to be beautiful. It's going to be like a full color with photographs on one side. It's going to have a photograph of you dressed up like a witch. And then on the other side, it's going to be the history, the background, and the conjuring of a specific spell that you... Do people come up with spells? Do wizards and wizards come up with spells? Where did they come from? You know... I think most of them, I don't know what the spell development is like, but most of them have probably just been around. I know. But people write spell books because they teach them at Hogwarts, so someone has to do it. Yeah, but who created the spell? I'm not sure. (sighs) We don't know the origin of spells? No. There are a lot of questions in the Harry Potter universe. I mean, that's just a question in the universe of witchery. Witchcraft. Well, I think spells might be a magic that you have to formulate for yourself, right? Like rituals. All right. So I think in terms of our context, we would just have to formulate our own sexual spells. Which to me sounds like instead of talking to people who know cool spells and witch and wizardry language, I need to talk to people who are really impressive with their sexuality. Well, I think you could do both. Both. We're going to make a really cool book. (laughs) Okay. Well, you better start reading. (laughs) (laughs) You better start reading. I will. Okay. Okay. I also, in my room, I have a small stack of books that I have saved. So they're they're not going into storage when I move. And these aren't ones that, um, you know, I need on a daily basis, just as resources. They're just like, hey, Lindsay, if you ever thought about maybe reading a book, <laughs> here are some books to read. <laughs> and one of them... <clears throat> Is House on Pooh Corner. Okay. This is the paperback of it that my dad gave me for my 16th birthday. And I didn't read because, as you know, I struggle with reading books. And I thought, who could I give this to? And then had the realization that perhaps I should read it first. Yeah. 16th birthday present from your dad? Like, and then yes. You, you haven't read it this whole time? No. I mean, I think you should start with that one. It's pretty short, right? Yeah. Yeah. Winnie the Pooh is the best. You think? Yeah. I mean, I enjoyed it when I was a kid. I mean, that's also how we categorize people. Like now we do it by Hogwarts houses, but then you were like, are you a poo or a tigger or an eeyore or a piglet? Yeah. Or maybe I was the only person who did that. <laughs> no, I definitely have done that. I think I'm a piglet. Oh, that's cute. 
I think Piglet is the Hufflepuff, just to bring things full circle. <laughs> well, I'll read House on Food Corner and I'll decide who everybody is. Okay, you can let me know. Except I don't think I have that like really amazing ability to match people with houses or characters with houses. You know how like different organizations will put out, these are the, the Hogwarts houses of the Firefly characters, or these are the Hogwarts houses of the... I don't know. Yeah, I think it just comes of being familiar with the houses or like if you're of a certain generation or if you're part of that fandom, you're just used to sorting. Mm -hmm. Just like uh, I was also really into Lord of the Rings in high school. And so everyone knew automatically like whether they would be an elf or a hobbit or in the kingdom of men. (laughs) See, you are so similar to Maya. Have you met Maya? No. Maya did um, Sexplanation's YouTube channel for a while. And I would have asked her to be on this episode because she loves Harry Potter and is familiar with Sexplanations, obviously, but she's already done it. And so this is awesome because you're like the same mind in... She loves Lord of the Rings. Yes. Yes. Uh, Lord of the Rings. When I was in high school, I wrote Lord of the Rings fan fiction. Is any of it sexual? No, no. Uh, I wrote two stories. Uh, One was about a hobbit. Her name was Gilda, and she was on a side quest at the same time as Frodo. And so everything that affected Frodo kind of affected her, but no one knows her story. It was kind of like a behind the scenes. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I think that's my biggest nerd credential (laughs) ever. Yeah, if you write fan fiction that's pretty nerdy that's great maybe i could just set up an anonymous account and create fan fiction about myself (laughs) (laughs) i mean if it's anonymous no one has to know that you're the one writing it right i think fan fiction is a cool way to enter into more fantasies so if you're writing fan fiction about yourself you're just writing a fantasy That's funny. I like that it's a pun too. Uh, yeah, I want to do that. I feel like there's a lot of stuff out there that I want to get into for sure. Yeah, and a lot of fan fiction does get sexual. Does it have? That's not a credential. No, it's not a credential, not by any means, but sometimes the characters mean a lot to people or they don't get together in the story. And people really want to see that. And so they write it into being. Like, I know there's Draco Malfoy and Hermione Granger fan fiction. Whoa. I know there's uh, Harry Potter and Draco Malfoy fan fiction. Slash pick, that's called. Damn. Yeah. I've never looked into it, but I know it exists. Yeah. I heard that that it's out there for everything. So fantasy-wise, and then we'll do kegels. Okay. Um, who are the fictional characters that you would like to see sexually active with each other? In Harry Potter? In, nope, in the world. In all of imagination. Any fictional characters? Any fictional characters. Mm, this is very hard. Because I've read a lot. <laughs> I was going to fill that blanket. Yep. <laughs> because I've read a lot. So I I think I would like to confine myself to Harry Potter just okay, to narrow okay, it down. Okay. Otherwise, we're going to be here for a long time while I think about this. So I think if I was going to think about any Harry Potter characters being sexual, I would love for 
Sirius Black and Remus Lupin, his friend, to have a secret sexual relationship. You want it to be secret? Why, wait, why does it have to be secret? Is that something about well, the books? I don't know. So Lupin, he's a werewolf. Mm-hmm. And uh, by the end of the books, he's married, actually, to a woman named Tonks. And that relationship is beautiful. And they have a son together. But... Uh, Lupin being a werewolf, J.K. Rowling, the author, has said that that's kind of a metaphor for the AIDS crisis because she was writing these books in the 90s. Mm -hmm. And so by putting in all of this kind of metaphor about the AIDS crisis, to me, like it would have been pretty meaningful to just make Lupin a gay character then. And there's a thing in the fandom that kind of ships Sirius and Lupin together. Sirius, who I like. Sirius, who you like. Who is also a shapeshifter? No. He's not? He's not a dog? Oh, yes. Sorry. I was like, wait, what? No, he's uh, the correct term for that is an animagus. Animagus. Yes. Not a shapeshifter. Yeah, or animagus, I've also heard animagus. it. Animagus. Okay, one of those. He is one of those, and he is a dog. And he's a dog. So a dog and a wolf. A dog and a wolf. Yeah. Yeah. I would like them to be together, and the only reason I made it secret is because there's a lot of complicated emotions there, and so I just feel like... They might have kept it a secret, but I would obviously be glad for them to be an out and proud gay couple in the Harry Potter universe. Yeah. Yeah. Open marriage. Open marriage. Maybe one of them's bisexual. Yeah. There are a lot. Yeah. There are a lot of options. I wonder if they do it as men and canines. I mean, you'd have to try it both ways, wouldn't you? (laughs) (laughs) You got to find out which one's better. Oh my gosh, I love that so much. Oh my gosh. Oh, that feels so good. Oh, the, the true mystery of werewolves. The true mystery. Is I sex mean, better as a wolf or a man? I mean, I've read a lot of fantasy books, mm-hmm. like paranormal fantasy books about werewolves, and in all of them, they are extremely sexual creatures, so... Yeah. My guess would, it would have to be the same. Biting. <laughs> I, I get up. I like the biting. Yeah. Biting. The hair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of all these things. Yeah. Like a little dominant. Yeah. A little, uh, they also like run extra warm, which I imagine would feel very, yeah, like it could feel really good. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> If you are a human, having sex with a werewolf is that bestiality. If they're if they're in their wolf form. Mm-hmm. Even if they're not in their wolf form, maybe. Yeah, that's a really good question, actually. Who cares? It's back consent. <laughs> well done, Lindsay. <laughs> well done. Werewolves can consent. All right. So I want to do kegels. Okay. How do you feel about that? I feel great about it. Let's do it. Main squeeze. I guess I had to ask my vagina. I'm like, hey, vagina, have we done kegels today? No? Okay. Is there a particular way you like doing them? Uh, no. But do you have a way that you like doing them? I do. I've been working lately on trying to push down rather than squeeze in. Okay. Because... A lot of different people who have been on this Explanations podcast have been talking about how the tendency for some people is to to be in a kind of tight state all the time. Mm-hmm. 
And when I hear people talk about holding tension in their shoulders or in their jaws, they get TMJ. Like, oh, I hold all my tension in my vagina. Yes. I hold a lot of tension in my pelvic region. And so I totally understand what you're saying. I would love to try. Like push down. Yeah. Push down. Ah, tension there. It's tricky because then I can't tell, like, am I anxious or am I turned on? Because I'm just like, you know, lots of action is happening there all the time. (laughs) So yes, I think we could all benefit from a little relaxation. Let's let's relax. Okay, Okay. I'm going to move my chair a little here so I can like really, you know, place my feet flat on the ground. Yes, proper position here. Make sure that my pelvis is nice and situated. Level. It's level. Okay. And then what I'll do is I'll put a timer for 24 seconds. Okay. Does that sound good? Yep, sounds great. So I think what I'm going to do is imagine the top of my, um, like kind of where my diaphragm is under Mm -hmm. my ribs. And then I'm going to slowly push with the sense of energy down out through my vagina into the carpet and the wood below it. And then the foundation of the house and then into the earth and then to the crust and all the way into the core. Okay. And within 24 (laughs) seconds is going in. Okay, and if you're, you could do it however you'd like. Everybody can do it their own way. 21 seconds in. Three, two, one. Stop. That went so fast. Yeah, it did. Yeah. Does your vagina feel relaxed now? No. No. (laughs) I think it was so anxious. It was like those cartoons with the rainbow vomit coming out. (laughs) I just feel like I was just pushing so hard that it wasn't actually relaxed. But that's okay. That's okay. We we did some. We did. We did a great job. Good job on the kegels, everybody. All right. Last thing. Okay. Giving sexter credit. Now you can practice at home. Dr. Doe gives you sexter credit. I forgot about this part. That's okay. So we're just going to give an assignment to yeah. the listeners. I mean, we've already given each other projects. Yes. <laughs> which are, let me remember. You're going to read. I'm going to read the seven Harry Potter books. Yes. <laughs> and I'm going to watch Dogma. And you're going to watch Dogma. And I think that for them, it would be really cool if people started writing their own sexual spells. Yes. And or writing yourself into a fantasy. Mm, A fantasy? A fantasy. Maybe including some characters from Harry Potter or your favorite... Christian Bale movie? Christian Bale movie. (laughs) (laughs) But I think uh, creating some spells or... Just maybe enriching your fantasy life is probably something we could all use more of, right? Yes. Yes. I'm so excited. Yeah. I think we should both do this homework, too. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. And then we'll all be in on it together. Yes. Okay. This is going to be great. And then we'll publish a book of sexual spells and fantasies. It'll be wonderful. (laughs) Aww. That's so fun. Okay. Well, we've done it. You have officially done the Sexplanations podcast. Yes. How does it feel? 
Feels good. Uh, thank you for doing this because it is so fun talking with you. I love that you are smart and kind and all of the really great things that a friend like you is. Oh, like, thanks, Lindsay. Yeah. Oh, it's so great. And I'm glad that you could help guide me through this um, whimsical episode that involves the mystic world. Yeah. I'm happy to talk about Harry Potter and I hope that I did a good job. <laughs> you did a wonderful job. Oh, yes. Okay, so now we say, and Cora and Parl, I'm still learning. <laughs> <laughs>